Welcome to another episode of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo, broadcasting from the new Cellmark Studios. Colleen Daniel is here, socially distancing from home today, along with the entire About Mansfield news team. We appreciate you being here today. Coming up on this episode, it's Mansfield news, sports, and weather for the upcoming week. And as always, we will conclude this episode with the trivia question of the week for a $25 gift card to Poured, the wine bar. Let's take a look at this week's headlines. This week, the COVID-19 epidemic remains on a stubborn plateau in Mansfield. The Music Alley Festival is just a few days away and we have the details. It's all about options. I'm Home Improvement Specialist Terry Radswin and we'll talk about that in the Ask Terry segment later in the show. In sports, Mansfield and Timberview were the big winners last weekend and we'll take a look at this week's Friday Night Lights. Alexa is here with the seven-day weather forecast, and Campaign 2020 in Mansfield continues with candidate interviews with Todd Tenori and Philip DeGroat, who are running for City Council Place 6. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. This is About Mansfield. Hi, this is Tamara Bounds. For nearly a decade, I have worked with Mansfield citizens, city staff, multiple boards, commissions, and council members to bring good solutions to our challenges. That's why I'm running for Mansfield City Council Place 2. As your council representative, you can count on me to be your voice, to understand matters that are important to you, your family, and your business. And now is the time to make good use of our remaining vacant land, maintain fiscal responsibility while expanding taxpayer relief. We need to find lasting solutions to our growing infrastructure needs and recruit sustainable businesses that will provide higher wage jobs that give Mansfield a competitive edge over bordering cities. On November the 3rd, I am asking you to vote for Tamara Bounds for Mansfield City Council Place 2. For more information, visit my website, TamaraBoundsForCityCouncil.com. Paid for by Tamara Bounds Campaign. Hey Mansfield, did you know cannabis is legal in Texas? I'm Sonia Salazar, co-owner of Wise Wellness. As cannabis educators and advocates, we can answer any questions you have regarding hemp-derived CBD. Wise Wellness carries a variety of products, including oils, topicals, edibles, and pet products. We are located on FM 157 beside Mansfield Fun Jewelry. As a thank you to the About Mansfield podcast listeners, we are offering a buy one, get one free special on select products. Just mention the podcast at checkout. Follow us on social media for our latest updates. Search for Wise Wellness. That's Wise, W-Y-S-E, Wellness on Facebook and Instagram. See you soon. I believe that we should treat others the way we want to be treated. I became an attorney to fight for fairness in our system, but there's a lot of work to be done. As your state representative, I'll fight for equal pay and to protect our health care coverage. I'll fight to fund our public schools and not rush to reopen them. Let's make sure every Texan has the opportunity they deserve. That's fair. I'm Joe Drago, and I would be honored to have your vote. Political advertising paid for by Joe Drago for state representative. Your logo or emblem defines who you are, so why not show it off with custom printed shirts? I'm Dana Wood with Ohana Screen Printing. We are a custom screen printing company and can print your design or help you create a new design. While t-shirts are our specialty, we can print on all kinds of apparel such as masks, hoodies, bags, you name it. Ohana means family and that's exactly why we started Ohana Screen Printing to bring our family and community together through creative expression. We look forward to adding you to our family. Rest assured that when you do business with Ohana Screen Printing, that your dollars stay local, as we are a family-owned business based right here in Mansfield. If you're part of a business, organization, or sports team looking to make a visual presence, hit us up on Facebook or ohanascreenprinting.com. That's ohanascreenprinting.com. Hi, I'm School Board President Karen Marcucci, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield. This portion of the news is brought to you by Ohana Screen Printing. The COVID-19 epidemic remains on a stubborn plateau in Mansfield. About Mansfield's roving science reporter Dennis Webb has the story, including an astrophysics story. Thanks, Steve. In Mansfield, the epidemic appears to be on a stubborn plateau, not going up or down. We need the numbers to go down. Reminder, as a city in Tarrant County, Mansfield is still under County Judge Glenn Whitley's executive order declaring a local public health disaster for the county. Judge Whitley and his public health team does not think we have beaten the virus yet. 
On Monday, October 12th, Tarrant County reported 1,300 Mansfieldians as having tested positive, 1,127 are estimated to have recovered, and 28 citizens have died since the start. From these three numbers, we can determine the following. We had 68 new cases this past week, a bit higher than the previous week, but within the range since early September. No new cases in the parts of town in Ellis or Johnson County. We had one new COVID-19 death in Mansfield this past week. The county estimates that there are 173 active cases in Mansfield, that is 173 fellow citizens who could pass the virus to another citizen if they weren't quarantining. This is about the same as last week, another indication of stubborn plateau. Last week, Mansfield ISD reported eight new cases among staff and 20 new cases among students, both increases over previous weeks. From countywide reporting, the test positivity rate remains at 12%, an increase from a 9% low we saw a few weeks ago, but this is still well above the governor's average, governor's goal of 6%. This suggests we are not testing enough to contain the virus, though countywide testing has increased to an average of nearly 4,000 tests a day. Countywide hospitalization has increased to an average of 346 citizens in a hospital bed with a virus each day over the last week, a bad trend. Today's report of 408 is the highest since mid-August, itself down from a peak of over 700 in mid-July. That's 700 people who were in the hospital back then. The county reported 20 deaths this past week, close to the numbers for the previous three weeks, but about one half of the deaths we saw in July and August. A plateau is better than an increasing trend, but to get back to normal, we have to drive these weekly numbers to zero, as some counties in Texas have done. We can get to zero if every one of us follows the recommendations of our state and county leaders. When you're out and about, keep your distance from other people and wear a mask, wash your hands a lot, avoid crowds, and if you're old or sick, stay at home as much as you can. It is not yet time to let down our protective measures. A short astrophysics story. There's a delightful thing I see on social media. It goes like this. You are a ghost driving a meat-covered skeleton made of stardust, riding a rock hurtling through space. Fear nothing. As a writer, I admire these 20 words so densely packed with vivid imagery. As a science geek, I analyze. You are a ghost, which is one term for the mystery of human consciousness. Driving a meat-covered skeleton, which is a spooky way to describe the human body. The skeleton made of stardust tells a less obvious story. Except for hydrogen and helium, which were thought to be created in the Big Bang start of the universe, all of the other elements were produced by nuclear fusion inside stars. Carbon, oxygen, nitrogen, calcium in our skeletons, iron in our blood, came together as the massive pressure and temperature inside stars pressed hydrogen and helium into the heavier elements. All of these heavier atoms remain locked up inside stars until the star explodes in its old age, releasing all these elements out to the universe. Gravity later pulls this debris together to make new stars. Around each star, some of the debris was left over to condense into planets, and here we are, riding a rock hurtling through space. The oxygen we breathe, the iron in our blood, and the calcium in our skeletons may have been inside a series of stars. And after our sun dies, long in the future, these atoms will be scattered across the universe and may end up in another star or its planets and maybe inside a person-like thing listening to a podcast-like thing to hear an explanation of where her atoms came from. The last phrase, fear nothing, summarizes the metaphor reminding us that our normal human existence is as badass as any scary science fiction imagery. A snarky friend reminds me that garbage is also made of stardust, which is true. Still, I prefer to think of myself as a miraculous, scary science fiction thing, and I try to fear nothing. Reporting from the Science Desk at About Mansfield, I'm Dennis Webb. Thank you, Dennis.
If you have a science-related question, you can reach Dennis by email at info at aboutmansfield.com. That's info at aboutmansfield.com. The annual Music Alley Festival in downtown Mansfield is this Saturday. About Mansfield spoke with Tim Roberts. Visit Mansfield's marketing and promotions manager and provides all the details. Well, obviously, we're super excited to have an event in historic downtown Mansfield and Music Alley is back, as you mentioned, Saturday, October 17th. Stop me if you've heard this one before. It's going to look a little bit different this year. Uh, (laughs) I think we've all heard that around a thousand times the last six months. The biggest change people need to know about is that we are having a ticketing system put in place. Now, the tickets are free, but you can get them on Facebook. When you go to the Facebook event page, just search Music Alley on Facebook. Uh, You can claim your free tickets there, and that's just because we have to keep, you know, crowd size controlled down to around 1,500 people at any given time. The tickets will be the easiest way for us to do that. So they are free, but we encourage everybody to claim them. Then obviously all the the normal stuff will be different. Uh, You know, masks are required for entry. Then we'll have distancing markers everywhere. We'll have hand sanitizer everywhere. Uh, But other than that, it's going to be the same festival people are used to for the last two or three years we've been having. Uh, Great music, great food, and great art. The hours are 4 to 10 p.m. Uh, the big highlight is uh, Randall King is our headliner this year. He is an up-and-coming Texas country music star. Uh, this year, his big hit has been Hey Cowgirl. If you've seen those signs around downtown Mansfield, that was part of the push for that. It's uh, already racked up over 5 million views on YouTube. So he's a, a big up-and-coming star. Uh, then besides that, we just have a lot of great individual acts. Uh, one that stands out that we've actually gotten support uh, from the Texas Commission for the arts to bring in is a guy named Oba William King, and he's a interactive musical storyteller. So that's going to be something totally more than just a, a, you know another band or something like that, something very unique, and he'll be performing throughout the day several times. You can actually find the full schedule up on our Facebook page on Visit Mansfield uh, to see hour by hour, you know, when you want to come out, what you want to see. But I would say those are two of the things I'm really looking forward to takes place uh, right there in historic downtown Mansfield, up and down Main Street. Uh, the main stage will be up uh, just a little bit north of Oak, and then the community stage will be right around Broad. Uh, Broad Street will be open. As far as parking, luckily with this year's map, we're not blocking off any of the normal parking uh, of the spots we usually would. So you can park there uh, behind the backyard near Hypnotic Emporium. There's parking behind the Far Best Theater uh, near Walnut Street. Uh, then we'll also have parking, of course, at the church by there. There's more public parking right there on the Palm Branch Trail. So we should be pretty good on, on parking. So those are the big things. And again, there is a map as well. If you go to the event page or mansfieldmusicalley.com or again, our Facebook page, we do have a map up there with the, the parking spots marked out for people so they can know where to go. And luckily this year, since we have kind of shrunk the size of the festival because of you know crowd size restrictions, we aren't blocking off nearly as many roads as we usually do. And so it makes getting to and from the festival a lot easier. We can't wait to see you guys down there. Taking a look at sports, and Tommy Cummings is on assignment this week. It's the third week of the high school football season for Mansfield ISD schools, and already we've had one cancellation because of COVID-19. Legacy's non-district game with North Crowley was called off last Friday because of coronavirus concerns at North Crowley. Legacy won't play again until October 23rd when it hosts Red Oak in a District 4-5A game at Newsom Stadium. Other Mansfield schools did play. Mansfield High won its first game, defeating Summit 27-20. Timberview remained unbeaten by defeating Flower Mound 18-13, and Lakeridge lost to Denton Geyer 56-20. By the way, Geyer's game against South Lake Carroll was called off this week because a Carroll player tested positive for COVID-19. This week, Mansfield ISD has only one team playing. Timberview takes on Cleburne at 7 o'clock at Newsom. Both teams are undefeated. On October 22nd, a Thursday, Mansfield High returns to action and faces Waco Midway at Newsom. Timberview also travels to Burleson on October 22nd. Friday, October 23rd, Lakeridge takes on Cedar Hill at Newsom. Summit goes to Burleson to take on Burleson Centennial. That's it for Sports in Mansfield. If you have a sports story, let us know. Send Tommy an email to news at aboutmansfield.com. It's time for the Ask Terry Do-It-Yourself Home Improvement feature. Terry Radswin is our resident home improvement specialist and answers your questions about the place that you call home. Terry? Thanks, Colleen. Today's question comes from Laura, and she writes, 
Are the expensive kitchen countertops worth the difference in price? I have an older home and cannot afford new cabinets, but I would like to change the look of the kitchen. What would you suggest? Well, Laura, from an investment standpoint, the answer to the value question is a definite yes. Depending on whose research you're looking at, when it comes time to sell the home, stone, engineered stone, and solid surface countertops can recover up to 90% of the money you spent. You'll probably never see a real estate listing that highlights beautiful new laminate countertops as one of the home's strong points. And from a functionality and durability standpoint, the answer is also yes. Both natural stone and engineered stone are obviously extremely durable materials that resist damage, and solid surface material is both repairable and renewable. So yes, the premium countertop materials are definitely worth the upgrade. The problem is that they're still more expensive than laminate. Folks have been known to spend as much on new countertops as they would on a kitchen makeover. So, as to your other question, there are a few additional alternatives to change the look of the kitchen without replacing the cabinets. If the existing countertops are still functionally and visually in good shape and not an outdated color or pattern, a new backsplash is a great place to start, and tile is still the most popular choice. With a wide variety of materials, colors, shapes, and sizes, a tile backsplash can make a big impact on the look of the kitchen at a reasonable price. And if you can do the work yourself, you can certainly rein in the budget or even spend a little more on the material for a more distinctive look. It's also not unusual for folks to upgrade the backsplashes to natural or engineered stone. Since the area for backsplashes is generally less than that of countertops, doing the backsplash in stone slab material is less costly than replacing the tops, but that only works as long as you're paying by the square foot and not by the full slab. As opposed to tile, the grout lines are eliminated for a very easy to clean surface. For a more unique and distinctive backsplash, you could choose metal or wood, but there are costs associated with both in terms of material cost and maintenance. Adding molding to the existing cabinetry is also a very cost-effective way to change the look of the kitchen. By simply adding a stacked crown molding feature at the top and a light rail at the bottom of the wall cabinets, you can add depth and texture to what you already have, and the price will definitely come in lower than replacing cabinets or even just the doors. Particularly true if you choose a paint grade molding over a stained one. And while we're talking about paint, painting the cabinetry is something I, as a carpenter, would prefer not to do because I love the natural look of wood, but it's an affordable way to make tired old cabinets look better and last longer. We haven't even gotten to the wide variety of options you have for replacing the floors in the kitchen, and that's usually a more wallet-friendly project than replacing the cabinetry as well. Tile, wood, natural stone, vinyl, or even natural concrete with the addition of some color will make a big difference in the overall appearance of the room. Well, there's some food for thought, Laura. I hope I was able to give you some usable ideas that'll save you money and give you the change you're looking for. And if you've got other questions about kitchens, baths, or any other room in the house, please send them my way. You can email me through the podcast or hit my Facebook page at Ask Terry AM Podcast or my Twitter at Ask Terry AM Pod. We'll be back next week. Reporting for About Mansfield, I'm Home Improvement Specialist Terry Radswin. If you have a home improvement question, you can send an email to askterry at aboutmansfield.com. Again, that's askterry at aboutmansfield.com. Terry will tackle another home improvement question next week. Friday is National Bosses Day, perhaps a good day to take your boss to lunch. Let's see if you're going to need an umbrella or perhaps a short sleeve shirt. Alexa? In Mansfield for the next seven days. Tuesday through Sunday should be sunny. On Monday, it should be cloudy. Daytime highs will range between 73 and 92 degrees Fahrenheit, peaking on Wednesday. According to the Tarrant Regional Water District, Mansfield lawns could use up to a half inch of water this week. If your lawn has good shade, you'll only need to water a quarter inch. Otherwise, this will likely be the last week of half-inch recommendation for a while. The week will be warm and breezy, but much cooler this coming weekend. To see a map of watering recommendations for North Texas, log on to waterisawesome.com. Coming up after the break, when we switch from news to talk, Campaign 2020 in Mansfield continues with in-studio interviews with City Council Place 6 candidates Todd Tenori and Philip DeGroote. And a reminder that mayoral candidates will be interviewed next week on Wednesday, October 21st. Stay with us. I'm Steve Casillo with Colleen Daniel and the entire news team. This is About Mansfield. 
mother of three Mansfield students, wife, former teacher, and entrepreneur, I'm Corinne Fiagami, and my husband and I are extremely grateful for the teachers, staff, and administrators who make our district a destination for quality education. Our schools consistently score high marks on state accountability ratings. Many of our facilities are state-of-the-art, and our district and school leadership teams are committed to increasing the academic, social, emotional, and physical health of our children. As a school board member, I intend to make sure that all of our district-wide assets continue to serve our community's needs with excellence. That's why I'm here, to ask for your vote for MISD School Board of Trustees Place 7. We must ensure all of our children receive the benefits of access to an excellent education. I'm Corinne Fiagami, and not only do I approve this message, I invite you to learn more at CorinneForMISD.com. Paid for by Corinne Fiagami for Mansfield ISD School Board. Hey, it's Steve Casillo. I want to take a second to tell you about Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. It's where we record and produce our weekly About Mansfield episodes. Podcast Mansfield is a full-service studio with recording, editing, mixing, and mastering capabilities, and can even help market your podcast. Podcast Mansfield is home to such great local shows, such as Ask Philip, The Face-Off Spot, and Daughter of the Other Woman, just to name a few, and handles post-production duties for remote clients, such as Coaching Through Chaos out of San Diego and Military Resource Radio from Detroit. So whether you're a hands-on person who just needs a place to record your podcast or need the help from concept to completion, Podcast Mansfield is there to help. Conveniently located on Heritage Parkway, just off of 287 in Mansfield. For more information on starting your podcast, or if you're looking for a better place to record, Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio can be found on the internet at podcastmansfield.com. That's podcastmansfield.com. Paid political ad by the Brent Newsom campaign. Hi, this is Brent Newsom, candidate for mayor. I love Mansfield. I grew up here and I'm raising my family here. There is no other place I'd rather be. I'm running for mayor to protect our quality of life. Mansfield is the only home I've ever known. I've watched it grow from a town that I could ride my bike across as a child into a bustling city of almost 85,000 people. Mansfield has given me so much and it's my duty to give back. As a local banker, I help businesses grow and create jobs every day. As your next mayor, I will use the same common sense business practices to lower taxes and help our economy recover. Since you elected me to city council, I have been working to lower the taxes on homeowners by growing the commercial tax base. And you know what? That is working and it is paying off. We have just passed the city's first ever homestead exemption. Next, we're going to be cutting the tax rate. Because of our sound fiscal policy and smart planning, Mansfield is actually cutting taxes and fully funding our police, while other cities are raising taxes and defunding police. This is Brent Newsom for Mayor, asking for your vote. Introducing Cold Hammer Stills! What is Cold Hammer Stills? It's a 70-proof chocolate cappuccino liqueur that's been distilled six times with a balanced blend of coffee, light cinnamon, and cocoa to create an enticing, robust flavor. Here, try some. Oh my gosh, Becky, 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 come here, you have to try this! Ooh, what the... This is so delicious. I've never had anything like this. I need to have some more of this. Find Cold Hammer Stills! Find liqueurs at Total Wine & More or your favorite package store. Ask for it by name. Welcome back to another segment of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo as Campaign 2020 in Mansfield continues. Today we are focusing on City Council Race Place 6 and in the studio today... We are uh, in in the process of doing some do-overs. We had this gentleman uh, in the process of booking back in March for the May election, but we never really got him uh, to come into the studio because uh, the coronavirus hit. And so for the first time here in the studio, we do have candidate Todd Tenori. And uh, thanks for coming in to uh, On About Mansfield. Absolutely, Steve. Glad to be here. Thanks for the invite. Your uh, your opponent, uh, we we just listened to uh, here, and 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 he did get to be interviewed back in March, uh, and then what? It was about the second week in March that all of a sudden right. everything stopped. You and I were just about to uh, to do this interview, and and it didn't happen. So right. I'm, I'm I'm glad we we're, we're getting this chance to talk. Uh, for those who don't know you, uh, and I've I've known you for a few years. Yeah. Um, Give a little background as to who is Todd Tenori and and why are you running for council? Todd Tenori, I've been here since 1992. Uh, I'm married to uh, Tanya, 
and have four beautiful girls, three beautiful grandchildren. I'm actually, I actually own a company called Southern Packaging. Uh, we're an industrial packaging manufacturing company uh, here in, located here in Mansfield. I have salespeople all over the country. Uh, I own other businesses locally. I own Southern Boat and RV Storage business here in Mansfield. And uh, one of my most expensive hobbies I have is I own El Primos here in Mansfield. So really enjoy that business, get to work with a lot of young people on a daily basis. I hear that's where the locals go. That's where the locals go, absolutely. And not sure how that quite happened. The restaurant business is a very funny business. Not sure what makes one work and and one not work, but we've been very, very blessed over the last eight years. We just started our, just built our new expansion that's opening this week. So uh, some people call me crazy. A lot of restaurants are going out of business and we're having a grand opening. So there you go. What makes you the best candidate for council? Well, I think my leadership skills. Um, I've grown companies from zero, Steve. Um, I have a lot of employees. A lot of uh, my employees are located here in Mansfield. I care deeply about them. I care deeply about their families. I care deeply about their children and the future of their children. And I think uh, we're in a situation right now where Mansfield is a growing city, so we need someone with some leadership skills and vision. Uh, it's not like running a city that's stale, that's not growing anymore, that's where you just need basically accountability for everything that's currently going on. We're in a completely different situation here. I mean, we're at 72,000. I'm looking at probably Mansfield in the next five years would be upper to 125,000. So we've got a lot of people moving in town. We've got a lot of businesses we need to try to attract to lower our overall tax base. So it's it's uh, it's going to take someone with some leadership skills and people skills to be able to uh, draw the right industries in here. What are your favorite things about Mansfield? Oh, the people. I mean, the people of Mansfield is what it's, it's unbelievable. You know, when I got here, there was eighteen thousand people, and <laughs> and now I'm, I'm I got here in ninety two. So. Cooper Street was a two-lane road all the way to 20, so it was, it, we were out in the country. So the, just to watch the people develop and watch the land develop and watch watch all the new people come in and welcome all the new people, one thing that's really unique, There's not most of the people in Mansfield are not from Mansfield, so it's, uh, you know, we're all one big family, you know, versus a lot of small towns you move into where they're really cliquish. Mansfield's not that place. I mean, we're very welcome. We welcome everyone that comes, and, and we're a very diverse city, and, and it's, uh, it, it's real. We love Mansfield. It's a great place to raise kids, and I want it to be a great place for our kids to be able to work. Here's a dynamic right now that I see. If you live in Mansfield, you probably work elsewhere. We need to change that dynamic. And how do we change that dynamic? Well, I think by drawing the proper industries in here, getting businesses in here, corporate settings, high-end retail, where when our children graduate from big schools, because a lot of us in Mansfield are very blessed, and when they and we're able to send our kids to to universities, and when they graduate from schools, they don't need to go to South Lake or Frisco or other suburbs of DFW to get jobs. We ought to be able to provide those jobs right here in Mansfield. So. We need to, you know, there's basically no real corporate-type settings in Mansfield. Think about it. I mean, there's, you know, you don't see the, the office buildings here like you do in, in other situations. We've got, you know, we've got a lot of hourly jobs, but we don't have many really good-paying salary jobs for these young people. That goes into housing as well, and that uh, should there be, there, there should be housing, I would assume. Absolutely. In, in, I mean, you, you've got to have housing for all. I mean, it's, you know, and I'm not saying apartments, but you do have to have housing for all, and you have to have place, you have to have land development uh, places for those types of houses. So, uh, absolutely. I mean, you know, right now it's uh, Mansfield's not a not a uh, inexpensive place to live, but unfortunately, the Metroplex is not an inexpensive place to live. We're in a metropolitan area, like it or not. We're no longer eighteen thousand people, so and we're heading the other direction. So it's it's uh, it's going to take some leadership and vision here. On on, uh, I think we I think personally we have one chance of getting this right. One more chance. 
And that's because we're running out of land, Steve. I mean, we've, we've got the reserve south of town between here and Midlothian. Right. We got a neighbor, Grand Prairie, that, that touches us just on the other side of 360. They're very aggressive. If we don't get it right, they will, and they'll draw a lot of business out of Mansfield. What changes would you like to bring to Mansfield? Do you have an agenda going into council or? or? Again, I, I would like to see that, you know, I'd like to see our MEDC and the chamber work hand in hand with local business guys to try to promote more more businesses in here. I'm, again, as far as when you say changes, there's a lot of changes that come with growth. Right. Okay. Where I feel my strength is, is, is basically from a business side of it. Uh, uh, I'm not an IT guy, you know. I'm I'm not that guy. I'm not a real estate guy. I'm not those. I'm not that. I'm, I'm more about how do we get how do we recruit businesses in here? And I don't think there's any better person to recruit business than business people that are already already established in the in the community. When they come to see Mansfield, they want to see who's already here. They want to know, you know, they want to know the local business guys and why are, why are we here, right. you know, and, and what issues do we have being here? And one of the main issues is employment. It's very difficult to get people to work here, you know, especially on the hourly or hourly type employees here because they don't, like you said, there's, there's not a lot of housing for them here. We have no public transportation here. So there's some things that, you know, there's things we have to address. Someone has to address it. So we can't we can't pretend like it's not happening. Is Mansfield ready for public transportation? No, I'm not sure, Steve. I think of some form, yeah. you know, I'm not saying buses, but we do need some form. I, just to give you an example, you know, you, you say well, there's Uber and, but you know you have someone that that's working at just say pick pick a company you know Mauser Klein Tool you pick them I mean and they they're working on an hourly wage well if they live in Arlington or or uh, Alvarado right. it costs a lot of money to Uber in and out so it's it's uh, at some point there there needs to be some form of, of transportation for our our employees someone had suggested a. Uh Almost like a trolley system that runs from, say, Big League Dreams to the shops at Broad to downtown to the hotels. And but I get you know, in in that type of route, you could also make stops at Klein Tools and some of the bigger corporations. Right. It's, it, so not necessarily buses. Right. Exactly. As, as yeah. you mentioned, I'm not, I'm not a big bus yeah. guy. I mean, yeah. I don't think that's a, that's where we need to go. But uh, absolutely, trolleys. I, again, that's part of the beautification of Mansfield. Right. What we do with the historical downtown and and the park. We got beautiful parks. I mean, the most beautiful park parks in Texas. And we just need to figure out way better ways to. Uh, Get people to move the traffic. You know, we're we're facing some major traffic issues in Mansfield. We kind of got the cart, you know, in front of the horse. You know, we we build beautiful hospitals. We we need service roads. We need a lot of a lot of infrastructure to handle this incoming growth. Right. So hopefully, you know, the city council before me and the the uh, all the city councils before me have planned that out. Because we're, it's going to be interesting. To be honest with you, what we actually, what I feel like when I get in, there's people ask me, "What are you going to do?" Well, there's a lot of things I don't know that's <laughs> been going on, you know. So I want to get in and and try to figure out exactly where we're at, what promises we made, what businesses we have coming into town, and try to figure out, you know, the best direction. Let's go back in your statement because you mentioned parks, but you also mentioned infrastructure. So we'll we'll kind of touch on both Absolutely. of those. Uh, do you have a favorite park in Mansfield? Oh yeah, I love I like Rose Park. Yeah, I do. I think it's it's a it's a beautiful park. I mean, it you know offers a lot. It's got walking trails. It it's got a big open area out in the center, and and the kids love it. And basketball and little little lake in the back and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you know that's basically when my kids were growing up. I spent a lot of time there with them, and you know they're twenty five to to thirty two now. But again, uh, I take my grand. I was there last week with one of my little five year old granddaughters. I like it there. It's it's a uh, again, it's safe. We you know the police do a great job down there on bicycles. So mm-hmm. it's a 
you know, we it, it's a really nice park. And, yeah. and, but there's a lot of good parks in Mansfield. Chandler Park up here is nice, uh, the new one. You know, all the trails are nice. Right. I'll be honest, we hadn't been on all of them yet. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, they are they are growing. Yeah, they're growing. Yes. There's a lot of them. So, um, um, but yeah. Infrastructure, uh, you mentioned, yeah, we, we have experienced some traffic problems. And how do we... Uh, how do we circumvent the uh, the traffic problems? We we do have issues. I mean, not only with with uh, roads, but also utilities. And you know, we need to. I would love to see Mansfield do away eventually with all the exposed high lines. And you know, we're uh, just, we should be a, a a beautiful city, all from one end of the city to the other, not just part of the city. So, uh, hypothetical, you're sitting on council. Somewhere, somehow, an organization has granted the city $10 million. What would you suggest to council? Do whatever you want with that money. It's congratulations, here's $10 million. Uh, you go to council and you say, I think we should spend this money on? I think we need some form of convention center, personally. I think we need a place to have, you know, I think once we have a convention center, it'll be uh, easier to promote Mansfield, to promote different events in here where we have an indoor uh, convention center. It'll help our hotels. It'll help our restaurants. It'll help. The trickle effect will be tremendous. So, Ten million would be a good down payment for it. Well, we already own one. We yeah. already own one building that, that could be converted. I'm not sure how they're doing it. That's a star center. So, yeah. you know, I'm not so sure that long term that may not be a good spot, but uh, hopefully they can do well. But When's the last time you attended or, I guess, now with the coronavirus, uh, you watched a council meeting? Well, I've been watching them online, truthfully. I haven't actually been to one this year, but uh, I've probably watched 80% of them online. I find that pretty handy. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's it's tough. I, I watch them from home. In fact, I record them from home. Sometimes right. I use them on the, uh, on the right. podcast. Do you have allies on the, on, on the board, on the council right now? Do you have friends? Do you, you know well, people? Absolutely. Are... I know them all. Truthfully. Yeah. I mean, being in business in town, you, you know, and being in town, as long as I have most everybody on that council have been in Mansfield a long time and through different avenues, I've met every one of them and know them all personally. Uh, you know, I think they're all really good people. I think they they're all their hearts are all in the right place. Uh, you know, I think they've done a great job, to be honest with you, up to this point. Uh, but I do think that that it's it's going to be a new day in Mansfield. Right. We need more leadership people on that council going forward. But just based on the simple fact that that. This town is going to continue to grow. Our expenses are going to continue to increase. We got to have more with growth. There comes expenses. We got to have more police, more fire, more utilities, more infrastructure. So, you know, it, again, like I said earlier, it's just different. It's, to me, it's like managing a business that's growing. Okay, uh, it's not like managing one that, that's staying neutral. Right. So, you know, I think you need to have people on there that have actually been in that situation. So this is like when Ross Perot was running for president. And, he, and one of the questions during the debates was, uh, well, how would you handle a deficit? And he says, I don't know. I've never run a business that's had a deficit. Exactly right. You're a businessman. I'm a businessman. I'm not afraid of debt. Okay. Yeah. You know, in order to grow anything, if you, I'm going to be honest with you, Steve. If you can't grow a company now with the interest rates as low as they are, you need to go do something different because now there's no better time to grow a business. And, you know, I, I think Mansfield is, is, again, I'm just not afraid of debt. I think we're going to have to, to do some things to, to, uh, to get out there. You, you got to build the product and then they'll come, right? Sure. And that's what we need here. We need to build the product, continue to build the product. What up to this point, they've done a great job building the product, but we do not have the product for 125,000 people. And I got news for you. They're coming. Oh, yeah. There's nothing going to stop them. We've got five, you know, thousands of lots already under, you know, being developed. So we've got 11,000 apartments plus that have already been approved by previous councils dating all the way back to 2008. 
The one on Broad Street. Right, exactly. The, so, I mean, we've got, you know, there's, there's, the growth is coming. They're mm-hmm. going to build that. They're going to build those out. And there's not a whole lot that the future councils can do about it. And that's part of the struggle now with the council that the current council's facing, the permits that were issued back in, in 08. Right. A lot of people scream about the property tax. I know that they're, yeah, they're kind of... Absolutely. Well, let me just tell you, I mean, I don't think there's any big secret. I mean, I pay my fair share in property I, I, tax, probably 99% more than most anybody in town. Yeah. I mean, with all my businesses and, 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 and homes. And so if anybody wants a tax break, you're looking at it. Okay. <laughs> I, I love tax breaks. Most business guys do, yeah. but not at the expense of, of services, not at the expense of police, fire, utilities, parks, you know, historical downtowns, not at that expense. And truthfully, I'm amazed of this recent tax cut. I'm amazed. Mm-hmm. I, my question is, where did the money come from? And I don't know. I, I'm not going to say the money wasn't there or that they're not hoping that, that they're, they're hoping that future growth will cover it. And, and that's probably a, a pretty good hope. Future growth probably will cover it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but I, again, not being involved, not being in those executive com- executive meetings before that council meeting, there's a lot that the citizens of Mansfield do not know. Apartments, property tax, and then the third issue that I always bring up is kind of a pet project of mine. Is it time for retail alcohol sales in Mansfield, for the tax benefit, for keep people from going to right. Fort Worth and Arlington? Yeah. You know, that's a that's a tricky question. I mean, truthfully, I think that personally, I think that we can we can generate taxes in other ways before we have to go down that road. Mm-hmm. But uh if we do have to go down that road, I'm not opposed to going down that road. I mean, it it I don't, it's a it's crazy for me to even try to answer this question because if I would answered it any way other than heck no, ten years ago, I'd have been ran out of town. But <laughs> but the diversity of people in Mansfield now, and again, as you go to 125,000. Well, if, and if you recall back, I think it was around 2006 when the proposal was to add beer and wine to Big League Dreams. Right. And oh my gosh. Yeah, we can't do that. We can't. Yeah. Yeah. And look. Yeah. But everything turned out okay. Everything always doesn't, doesn't usually turn out okay, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if people want to know more about Todd Tenori, do you, do you, where can they yeah. find you? A website, Facebook, social media? Yeah, I'm on, you know, I'm on Facebook. I'm new at, I'm new at it. It's I'll be you. honest with you. I mean, when I decided to run for council, my, I was told, hey, you got to have a Facebook page. So naturally, I'm now I'm on Facebook. My kids think I'm crazy. You're you're getting good at Facebook messaging now too, instead oh, yeah, of texting or email. Oh, yeah, I kind of like it. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it's, <laughs> it's really gotten to catch up with a lot of my old buddies back home. That's mm-hmm. been really and and getting to see pictures of my kids and grandkids that I never saw before. They were they were always on it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but if anyone was in, and also if anyone would like to email me or. I'll be glad to reply. I try to reply to everybody. So, do you want to give out your email address? Yeah, it's uh, Todd Tenori at AOL dot com. Just shoot me an email, and uh, uh, I'll be glad to try to reply to you. It's Todd with two D's, T O D D, right? Tenori, T O N O R E at AOL dot com at AOL dot com. So you're the uh, you're the last one to have an AOL address. I am. I am. With my multiple business, I thought about, you know, I've got a Southern packaging email address, AOL Primos, but I found it easier just to have them all come to my AOL. So yeah, I, just, I think I'm the only guy left with AOL. There you go. <laughs> Running again for uh, Mansfield City Council Place 6, and there are two uh, two candidates, and we've been speaking with Todd Tenori for, uh, uh, for the past 20 minutes or so. Uh, Todd, I sure appreciate you coming on about Mansfield, and and good luck on November 3rd. No, Steve, thanks a lot. Look forward to working for you guys. All right, thank you. We'll, uh, We'll be right back. I'm Councilman Brent Newsom, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to another segment of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo. As Campaign 2020 in Mansfield continues here on the podcast, 
We are doing some do-over interviews because back in March, when we talked to this gentleman here in the studio, uh, the count, uh, the the city council race was canceled back in May and then delayed to November third, which is election day. So we've invited back into the studio. He's running for city council place six. Philip DeGroat, welcome back to About Mansfield. Thank you, Steve. Good morning. Glad to be here. Good morning to you. For those who did not listen to the interview back in March, uh, and and a lot has happened since March, uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's introduce yourself and answer the question, why are you running for council? Sure. Um, Well, as you said, my name is Philip DeGroat. I've uh, been a Mansfield resident here for the last 15 years. Uh, my wife and I moved here from Arlington, actually, when we uh, found out my wife was pregnant with our first child, and we began looking for, you know, one of the best school districts in the in the Metroplex, and that led us to Mansfield. We've been here ever since. Uh, glad to be here. Love the city and uh, love the school district, definitely. Let's focus on the city council and what makes you the best candidate. Sure. Um, I, you know, I think there are a couple of things I'll, I'll focus on. I think the first one is, um, you know, I feel that I have the view of what I would consider an average Mansfield resident. Um, and I say that because I don't uh, have a lot of uh, business interests in the city um, to to distract me or or to, you know, keep my focus on on other things personally. Um, I don't own property here. I'm not. I'm not a developer. I, you know, I don't. Uh, I don't do things that involve uh, personal decision making. You know, affecting me here in the city. Um, you know, no businesses that that operate here locally. So, um, I, I think that gives you a, a chance to have the view of what most people would feel that are residents here, uh, without ha- again having any distractions. You know, to to maybe change the way that you think when you're making those c- types of decisions. So I think that's that's the first thing. The uh, second thing is, you had a really long career uh, in corporate, um, most all of it in audit and compliance, which is not really a fun field um, <laughs> for most people. But it but one thing that it does do is it digs deep into data. Uh, it takes a lot of analysis. Uh, it takes a lot of uh, of thought when trying to solve problems. When when trying to make sure that you're following the rules. Um, and and making sure that uh, you know things tick and tie, so I think that gives me the unique ability to to take um, data, to take figures, to take uh, elements of plans and break them down and look at them at a at a much lower level, and I think that ultimately will help you make better decisions. Uh, and I think that uh, I have that expertise to bring to the city council. Are you still working in that field? I'm actually not. I, I took a uh, took a leave from a corporate career a couple of years ago now. Does that make you retired? It makes me semi-retired. Semi-retired. Yeah, semi-retired. Okay. So I, I'm. Uh, people look at me funny. I'm, I'm a little too young to, to, I guess, to say I'm 46, just for anyone that wants to know, um, to be fully retired. So, you know, I occupy my time with uh, things here in the community. Um, mainly with the school district um, because I've, I've been involved, you know, like I say, my kids uh, started here. Um, and in fact, actually, my son uh, has had two inaugural classes in the district. He opened the Nancy Neal Elementary the first year that it was built. Uh, he was the first class. And when they built the STEM school, he was the inaugural class. So he's twice been the first in brand new schools in the district. Um, and, uh, and I absolutely love it. So, uh, you know, substitute teach, try to go on as many field trips and chaperone as I can. Uh, and I've been doing that for, for a while now. So those are fun. They are fun. You know, kids, uh, their energy is so infectious. Uh, it, it really is. Uh, and f- you know, if you're, if you're feeling low in the afternoon, all you got to do is go watch them run around and, uh, and be involved with them. And, and it will definitely give you a boost as a, as an entrepreneur, it's it's nice to be able to pick and choose which twelve hours a day you work. So sure. when my kids were in elementary and intermediate, uh, yeah, I was the uh, many times the lone dad that went on field trips. Yeah, and it, it's interesting, you know, when when my uh, son was younger at Nancy Neal, like I mentioned, he started there. I actually ran a, a program called Watchdogs, um, which is a program that. Uh, it, 
endeavors to bring dads into the school environment more. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, traditionally it, it has been a, a mom, um, a female, you know, dominated type of, of environment, um, which is changing, uh, I'm glad to say. But uh, this program specifically tried to get dads into the classroom. Uh, to sit, to read books with kids, um, not just their own, which they were always encouraged to do, but with all the kids, um, and just do some fun activities. And uh, it was really successful. And, uh, you know, we had a lot of dads that that gave us notes that said, man, it, you know, it was the best day of the week. Oh, yeah. I spent, I spent four hours up there with my kid and, and a bunch of his friends. We ate lunch. I read them books. Yeah, it was the best day of the week. And, uh, and, uh, and I could see that. You know, and beyond the school district, uh, I do things with my son's Boy Scout uh, troop. Uh, been active in that since, I guess, fourth grade when he was a Cub Scout. Uh, he's now just right on the edge of Eagle. Um, he has his Eagle project left, and uh, has I he, think that's it. Has he yeah, chosen he's a project? He's sort of chosen one. He's been a volunteer for the last uh, three years out at the Hem Center, Harvest in Mansfield. Yeah, um, Gregory DeBrew. Yeah, food Mm -hmm. bank um, here in Mansfield. And he's been doing that, filling his summers. This will be his third third year around, I guess. Uh, He's actually this year brought his sister, his younger sister, into it as well. Um, She's out there doing it. So he's talked with the director. Uh, She's had a couple of people in the past that have done Eagle projects. And so she's familiar with the process. Uh, Very encouraging. You know, glad to have him uh, there. So he's going to draw up the plan and submit it to her and uh, and to his uh, uh, scoutmaster and uh, and hopefully have that approved and, and done. I'd say within the next six months. He's he's pretty early. He just turns 15 this week. Um, so he's pretty early, but, uh, I think certainly by his 16th birthday next year, he, he will have had the Eagle done. What changes would you like to see in Mansfield? Well, I don't know that I, I want to say changes per se. I think the one that we just mentioned with taxes is, mm-hmm. is one that, that we do need to focus on. And, and I think that's more, uh, uh, again, I think that goes back to the data analysis and, and some of my expertise, because I, I truly think that there are um, ways today without sacrificing any budget for any services or infrastructure or anything in the city, but saving money in some of the places that it's being directed uh, to lower taxes just off that. Uh, so not cutting anything, not uh, bringing anything down, but you know, taking away some of the spend that uh, that that is more discretionary, I guess, is the best way to call it. And and I think just in doing that, we could lower the budget and and get taxes down. So, I think that's I think that's one of the big things we got to continue to focus on infrastructure. Um, you know, one of the one of the worst things that can happen to a city is to fall behind and let their growth rate outpace infrastructure. Um, because you can never catch up and you can, once you start playing from behind, you put yourself in a really bad situation. So I think it's critical that we look at the growth rate, um, and, and make some decisions about where, what type of band to keep that growth rate in and make sure that we can pace infrastructure to stay ahead of it and ensure that we don't ever fall behind. Uh, and if we do those things and we're disciplined about that, obviously everyone wants the city to grow. Um, we want it to be, uh, uh, you know, to have the services and the, and the goods and, and things that our residents want. So we want a certain amount of growth. What we don't want is explosive and then trying to catch up from behind. Right. Uh, that, that, you know, there are cities, and, and I'm sure people are aware of examples in, in Texas where that's happened uh, and know the, the challenges that creates. People say that uh, there's a traffic problem in Mansfield. And is there a traffic problem? And if so, how do you resolve that? Yeah, I don't know that I'd classify it as a traffic problem so much as frustrations from congestion at, at certain points. Um, and, and I obviously feel those uh, as well. Um, you know, at certain times of the day, going to and from schools, picking up, um, you know, a Friday afternoon, trying to go buy groceries or try to get to a store or something like that. Um, there, there's certainly congestion um, with a highway running right through the middle of your town that, you know, that connects two major places. Um, that, again, creates a certain amount of, of congestion. Uh, travelers stopping along the way, which we 
love to have. We want people to stop here and spend money in, in town on their travels. So Tourists are good. Yeah, so the highway's great for that. Um, you know, there, there's work to be done. I, I don't think it's, uh, you know, necessarily in a, in a horrible place. Um, but we do need to look at, at plans. Uh, we do need some expansion in, in certain areas, um, uh, make a little bit bigger uh, uh, thoroughways so that we don't have congestion. Um, and, and again, that goes back to my, uh, you know, planning for infrastructure and making sure that we're matching up with growth. And, uh, and so I, I would definitely like to see those plans and would like to see where we can make adjustments that would, you know, speed up some of those infrastructure spends and projects, uh, and get them, get them completed, um, before we really move on to, to more growth. Mansfield has an award-winning park system. Yes. Do you have a favorite park? Um, I, you know, I like the big one, Catherine Rose. Yeah. Um, you know, I guess that's the biggest one, is it? I don't know. But um, I always, to me, it seems to be just a big, wide-open space. I love the trees, um, especially when it's hot in the summer. You know, it's uh, nice to be able to get out in the shade. Um it's kind of down in that low area, and right. uh, and it and it's sort of I consider it kind of the middle of the three system where you can walk um, to the one that's down by the post office, town park, town park, and then you can walk all the way to the other one that's out by the softball fields, McClendon, McClendon, yes. So I love that trail. That's it, it's fantastic uh, to be able to walk. Um, I love the Oliver Nature Park yeah. as well. It's that's beautiful, beautiful. Um, and I just found a new one the other day. I got to tell you this story because I didn't know about it. Somebody had just mentioned it to me, and it's over behind um, an active adult uh, apartment system. And it's hidden off it, of Debbie Lane. It is off of Debbie Lane. Yeah. If you, if you take the little street that's in between uh, Mama's Pizza and there's a, a church right there on the corner, and you go off back in a little neighborhood, and you take a little side street, and you just come to a dead end, and there's a park there, <laughs> and it's it's hidden completely hidden, but it is the most beautiful little park. It's very small, but it has a little walking trail and a, a beautiful little pond. Again, lots of trees. Um, and it's it's uh, it was just it was really unique to find it. I've never been there. I've uh, a shout out to Scott Bowman who is on the the parks board uh, had mentioned just uh, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, that he came across. He was doing a what I guess would be called the the parks tour. Oh yeah, and uh, he would visit. Oh, this must have been during uh, uh, National Parks Month. Okay. And so he visited a different Mansfield Park every uh, every day, and one of those was that park that you mentioned, yeah. which I can't remember the name no, of. No, I can't but, either. I'll have to go back and look it up, and I'm, I'm going to remember the name because I'm going to start telling people about it. it. It really is. If you have a chance, uh, go look at it. it. It's it's a beautiful little park. Let's talk about downtown. Yeah. Your thoughts on downtown. Is it growing? What's going on uh, with downtown? Yeah, I you know downtown's been a been a topic uh, for a while now in, in the town, and um, yeah, I think there there well there have definitely been some improvements. Um, you know, we've seen the road um, completely redone on the south south side uh, south end of that, um, and extending up over the new bridge work that was done there uh, coming north. Um, we have seen a little bit of opening in parking, which, you know, I think everyone is aware that, that that's been one of the big challenges for, for downtown, uh, has been parking. So we've seen a little bit open, open up, uh, just off downtown and along the roadway that was widened. There are some spots now. We've seen a couple of new businesses. Um, although the kind of the anchor one there on the corner is, is gone now. Um, but there have been a couple of new ones behind it. Um, have you tried the back end parking? I have not. It's no. I did it for the the first time just last week. Okay. How was it, it? It worked. Yeah. I backed in. Awesome. No problem. Okay. I have not tried it. I, you know. Yet Facebook seems to be exploding about what a horrible idea it was. Really? But, but um huh. you 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 bypass the space by just a little bit. You back in. Yeah, yep. that that seems to be a, a better than I. I don't know how many of us parallel park anymore. Um, at, at least I I try not to. But yeah. um, that seems like a better better version of of parallel parking or a little bit easier version. But when you are backed into the space, 
it's easier to pull out. Oh, sure. Because you can see the traffic coming your way. And especially, you know, if you're driving a a car and you're parked next to an, an, an SUV or a truck yeah. and you're trying to back out, next thing you know, you got someone honking their horn at you. And yeah, yeah. Uh, the back end parking, I thought was a good idea. Yeah, you know, I don't. I don't think I'll take my F three fifty Dually long bed, by the way, uh, and go down yeah. there and try it first time. But uh, it's, uh, yeah, I, I'm sure there was lots of thought that was put into it, and and there were probably some good studies that made you know, like you say, just from the pulling out standpoint, safer. Um, you know, to get out, I, I think is a good thing. So, I, you know, I am, I'm encouraged by downtown. I, I think it's an area that we still need to take a look at and, and put some focus into, you know, what can, what can we do, um, to, to continue to draw, uh, and, and make a, a focus, um, you know, there to, uh, and hopefully when we, you know, come out of this pandemic, we'll get back to having festivals, you know, we'll be able to get, uh, outdoors and crowds and, and do those things. Um, because I enjoy that. And I think that's one of the things that, that draws people to the downtown area or those festivals and, and parades. Um, and I, I think we could do more of that and, and continue to improve it. So, uh, yeah, I'd like to see it continue to get better. There can only be one winner. Yes. And you have... One opponent. One opponent, yes. What's in the future for Philip DeGroat if you're not elected? Well, thankfully for me, uh, it doesn't change much. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, uh, other than uh, I guess I avoid you know, a couple of nights uh, a week, uh, long meetings. Um, I'll just continue to, to do my thing. Um, I'll find uh, some other ways to, to contribute to the community. Um, that'll probably be through... Maybe some of the subcommittees that the that the city council has that uh, that they put people on that are that are not elected. Uh, maybe with the school district and some of their committees. Um, uh, but I'll continue to continue to find ways to to contribute um, because, like I say, you know, my family is invested here. It, it, it is our uh, our long term permanent home. Uh, you know, at the very least until the kids are off to college and and then it then it may be a little more temporary we may be out on the road a, a little more and yeah. and and coming home less often but uh but it is uh, the place that we've chosen to live and so um you know i firmly uh believe that uh that it will continue to prosper and and i want to you know do what i can to to ensure that that happens if listeners wanted more information about philip de Groot, uh where where can they find that you know, I've encouraged people to, to directly email me. Um, my email address is is out there on the Mansfield site under the candidate information. Um, it, they can find it. Um, they're free to, I believe my phone number is there as well, my cell phone. I have received, uh, you know, several direct communications from residents in Mansfield uh, asking me questions, um, wanting to know my views on particular topics. Uh, some of them much more vigilant than others. I've, you know, I've received some, you know, 10, 15 questionnaire type, sure. type things, which I, I absolutely love. And, uh, and, uh, and I've encouraged those people to, to give me a call directly. Uh, you know, I like to talk to people about, uh, some of the things, uh, some of their questions, but, um, but yeah, that's that's the best way. I don't have you know a, a, a flashy website that promotes me or or that you know talks too much about me. Um, I do have a Facebook page, but you, you're going to see that it's not terribly active. Um, I don't have a campaign per se. Uh, it has zero dollars in the campaign. Um, so this is a pretty grassroots kind of camp type it, of campaign. It is. It is. I, I told my wife when you know when she asked me, well, "Why are you doing this?" and I said, "Well, you know, I want to I want to be part of the city. I want to you know I want to help make it better. I want to use what experiences I've had over the years and and my expertise to help." Um, and she says, "Well, gosh, you're going to have to get a." a campaign manager and a treasurer and you're going to have to go out and fundraise and do all this stuff. And I said, no, 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 you're not, you're not getting me. I'm not doing any of that. I'm not a politician. I'm not planning to become one. I won't move on after this and go to some other, you know, spot in a different place to, to, to do something like this. Um, this is strictly just here to help Mansfield and its residents. And, and by way of doing that myself as a resident here, um, so no signs, no signs, I no know signs. Yeah. You won't see signs. A lot of um, signs out there. None of them say Philip DeGroote. That's right. Okay. That's right. No. So, uh, yep. Call me, um, 
uh, send me an email. I'm happy to meet you. Do you want to give your email address out? Absolutely. The email is phil.degroat, that's D-E-G-R-O-A-T, at hotmail.com. Uh, you can reach me on my cell phone. It is 817-917-4161. phil.degroat at hotmail.com or 817-917-4161. Yes, sir. That's it. City Council Place 6. Good luck on November 3rd. Thank you very much. And it's Philip DeGroat again. Philip with one L. Philip DeGroat running for Place 6 City Council for Mansfield. This is Campaign 2020 in Mansfield. And uh, Philip, thanks for being on About Mansfield. Thank you very much, Steve. We'll be right back. Congratulations to Tina Brown, who was the first person to email the correct answer to last week's trivia question. How many dogs and or cats are allowed per household within the city of Mansfield? According to the city website, the legal limit is four dogs or four cats, but not to exceed the combined total of six such animals over the age of eight weeks. Tina has won a $25 gift card to Pord. It is time right now for the highly coveted, wildly popular trivia question of the week. The first person to email the correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com will receive a $25 gift card to Pord, the wine bar featuring wine, beer, and bubbly, and an extended food menu in a relaxed atmosphere. Check them out on the web at PouredTX.com. Let's get to this week's question, Colleen. Well, Steve, the Mansfield Historical Museum, located at the corner of Main and Broad in historic Mansfield, hosts thousands of visitors each year with displays that date back as far as the 1800s. This week's trivia question is, what year did the Mansfield Historical Museum open? Email your answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com. Again, what year did the Mansfield Historical Museum open? Good luck, and thanks to Carol at Pord for the gift card. Coming up next week on About Mansfield, news, talk, and information, and Campaign 2020 in Mansfield continues with in-studio interviews with the candidates running for mayor. The show will be released on Wednesday, October 21st. Until then, don't forget to follow this podcast if you haven't already, so you never miss an episode. It's free, and it's easy. Just enter your email address on our website, aboutmansfield.com. We will never send you any spam. We promise. About Mansfield is recorded at Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. Hosts Steve Casillo and Colleen Daniel. Reporters Stacy Main and Dennis Webb. Home improvement feature Terry Radswin. Sports Tommy Cummings. Post production editing, mixing, and mastering Steve Casillo. Thanks again for listening. On behalf of the entire news team, I'm Steve Casillo. This is about Mansfield. Mansfield.